When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everyone. I'm Meg Teets, and this is Sorta Awesome. Welcome back, Awesomes. You are listening to the show that is all about helping you be smart, strong, and social. We are in your earbuds every single week with all the awesome that you need to know. And you can find us on Instagram at Sorta Awesome Show or over on Facebook in our Sorta Awesome Hangout group. This is episode 197 of Sorta Awesome. We hope that you are ready to kick off one of your most awesome summers yet. You guys know that summer is a great time to catch up on your favorite podcasts. It's also a time when your friends and family are going to be looking for new listens to check out. You know what? Believe it or not, to this day, one of the very best ways for a podcast to find new listeners, it's still through recommendations from friends. So if your friends are looking for a new podcast to binge this summer, make sure you've told them how much you think that they will love Sorta Awesome. Invite them to be part of our awesome nation and show them how to subscribe to the show. We are so thankful for every one of you awesomes who tune in every week, and we'd love for you to spread our mission of being awesome in this world to the people around you. So if you want a super easy way to pass the show on to a friend, whether that friend is looking for a new show to binge or maybe even a friend who isn't even super into podcasts, remember you can always send people our way via our website. So tell your friends to head on over to SortaAwesomeShow.com. Okay, like I said, this is episode 197. I'm joined this week by my very dear friend, my longtime Sorta Awesome co-host, and an absolute guru at having fun while staying on budget, Rebecca Hoffer of SimplyRebecca.com. Hi, Rebecca. Hello, Meg. I'm happy to be here today. I'm super looking forward to this episode. We are going to be talking all about birthday parties, how to throw a really awesome kids party without breaking the bank. Now, we're revisiting this topic because it's one that we haven't covered since way, way, way back in October of 2015. Feels like several lifetimes ago when I say it like that. (laughs) It does. Oh my goodness. That was a long time ago. Well, back in that episode, Kelly and I talked about birthdays kind of in general, both kids and grownups. But obviously, Rebecca, a lot has changed in life, in our families, just in the world. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Since then. You guys, Rebecca seriously knows her stuff when it comes to birthday parties. Whenever you share your kids' parties on Instagram, I'm always secretly like, could you please be my mom and can throw me a party? (laughs) (laughs) I would love to. Book me a ticket. (laughs) Oh my gosh. How fun would that be? 
we have so much to talk about. We're going to talk about like frugal hacks and tips. We're going to discuss things like, should you do a party at home, do a party outside of the house? We'll even cover like the great gift debate. Should you say no gifts? And then what happens when you say that? And we actually also have gift ideas for all kinds of age ranges for kiddos. So we're going to get to all of that fun stuff here in just a few minutes. But first, let's do go ahead and start this show the way we always do with our awesomes of the week. It's that moment in the show where we take just a few minutes to tell you about the books or TV shows, the movies, the podcasts, the products, whatever it is that's making life a little bit more awesome this week. Rebecca, what do you have for us, my dear? I am bringing to you a game that I play on my smartphone, and it is called Balls, B A L L. Z. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so let's hear about it. Okay. I'm going to try my hardest not to be a 13 year old boy in this conversation <laughs> and just say it like that's okay. <laughs> okay. So my son actually introduced me to this game. He saw one of his friends playing it and he said to me, Mom, there's this game I want you to try. I think you're really going to like it. And he was so right. It's become my latest obsession. And let me tell you why I love it before I explain the concept of the game and how you play, because it's a little maybe hard to describe. And I don't want you to get lost in the details and in the weeds of things with how the game actually works. But the reason why I love it is because it reminds me a lot of the game that Laura Tremaine had mentioned as an awesome of the week a long time ago, Wood Puzzle, where it is somewhat mindless, but low stress. I like to play balls. So I like to play this game while I'm listening to podcasts. Mostly, I don't like to just sit and listen to a podcast, but maybe I do folding laundry, putting things away, but then I still have maybe like five minutes left in the podcast. I'm just going to sit and I'm going to listen to it and I'll play this game or I will catch up on Voxer messages, slow pressure, no time clocks. And here's a real key for me is that you can pause this game at any time with zero penalty. You can hit pause within the game or you can just simply close out the app and the game will automatically pause it and remember where you were and pick up again the next time you open it. And the reason why that is so important to me is because I had tried this other game. Games are kind of dangerous. Like I can get really into a game. And so I don't experiment with a ton, but I got suckered in by an ad on, I think, Wood Puzzle. And I'm like, I think I really want to try this. Well, it turned me into a bad mom, if I'm completely honest, because there was a time clock on it and you could not pause it. And so I would be like hushing my kids like, oh, just a second, just a second, as I'm like trying to like rush through the game <laughs> and beat the game. Right. You know, yes, it's not yes, a good yes. situation. But this one, I can close out my app. I can look up away from my phone at any moment and it doesn't mess things up. So this is how you play. It starts out with an almost empty blank screen. And at the top, there's a row of blocks and they're kind of sporadically spaced out. And at the bottom of the screen is a ball. And as you move your finger on the screen, like an aiming guide appears and shows where your ball will hit. When you release your finger, it shoots the ball. So then each of those blocks that's at the top, it has a number in it. And that number indicates how many times you need to hit that block in order for it to disappear. So a block with a one in it, means you just need to hit it with the ball one time and it'll disappear. One with a five, you need to hit it five times. There's also these pulsing white circles kind of sporadically throughout the blocks. Those represent an extra ball. So each time you hit the pulsing circle, you gain an extra ball. So for the first round, you have one ball that you shoot. And if you hit a circle, then the next round, you have two balls and it goes on from there. So you're gaining more and more balls to aim and shoot at your blocks. So then after you shoot the ball, it bounces around and then it drops to the bottom of the screen. And then the next round starts. 
and the blocks are still left on the screen, move down one level and some new blocks appear. So the goal is to get through as many rounds as possible before any of the blocks hit the very bottom of the screen. Okay. So the further you get in the game, the more hits are required to eliminate blocks. The first round, you're only required maybe one or two hits on a block. But then later on, it moves up to maybe 5, 10, or even over 200 hits on one block before it will disappear. Okay. The key is figuring out how to maximize each shot. You want to ricochet the balls off of the walls and bricks in order to hit as many as possible. So they'll be bouncing all around and zipping all around in there. And you just try to hit all the blocks and make them go away. (laughs) I mean, it doesn't really sound all that enticing now that I've just laid all that out. (laughs) No, I get it. There's something very satisfying about it satisfying. That's what I was going to say. It sounds very satisfying and very rewarding when you get that done. The more balls that you add to like the bottom of the screen, the longer it takes for them all to like go through and they hit the different blocks and the blocks are different colors depending on how many hits they're required to have. Mm -hmm. is that number starts to go down, the colors change in the blocks, and you'll see the colors like all changing all together, and then poof, they disappear. Here's some extra tips for you. Okay. Because that can kind of take a while, and sometimes balls get like stuck in a pattern where they're bouncing, 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 bouncing back and forth against the walls before they drop down, a lightning bolt will appear in the corner of the screen, and you can hit that, and it like speeds everything up. So there's not so much waiting time as you're waiting for the last stragglers to go away. And there's also the blocks and as well as these pulsing circles, there are these yellow golden rings. And so if you're playing, you might ask yourself, what are these rings? Well, really, you don't need to pay much attention to them at all. But as you collect rings, you can use that to buy different colors for the balls so you can shoot around. (laughs) Any guesses what color? I almost know. I know exactly what you're about to say. We were doing so good. We were being professionals. (laughs) Pick a different color. Okay. (laughs) So you can shoot around, you know, a pink color or yellow or gray or whatever. You don't really need to pay much attention to the rings, but that's what those rings are for. As you're playing the game, if you're wondering, well, what is that for? It's to buy these different colors. Okay. It's just a very satisfying, yet somewhat mindless game. Low stakes, walk away, pause it at any time. A good like filler game for while you are, again, listening to a podcast or catching up on Boxer messages. Again, it is called Balls with a Z. That's B-A-L-L-Z. Okay. Well, we will link it in the show notes for sure. You did it. You got through it. Good job. (laughs) (laughs) I am the same way. Like, especially if I'm listening to an audio book, for some reason, I really like to have a little something, but I usually don't keep games on my phone because I'm the same way, Rebecca. Like I get sucked in and then I just get so annoyed and irritated if life is happening around me while I'm trying to play (laughs) this game. So I'm just like, I'm a person who can't have games on my phone. But I love the way you described that you can actually like stop where you are and then come back and there's no penalty for that in this game. Yeah. So that's super great. Okay. Well, my awesome of the week is one that I actually first found and bought last fall. I've been hanging on to it because I keep thinking these can't be this good. Something bad's going to happen. So the truth is, is I've actually found the perfect t-shirt, Rebecca. Oh, really? (laughs) Yes. 
I can't believe it because as you know, in our hangout group, of course, people are always like, I need a good t-shirt, you guys. Where do you get your t-shirts? And there's a variety of places that you can shop, but I found some on Amazon. And of all things, they are from the Amazon Essentials line. They're basically Amazon store brand t-shirts. No, really? Yes. Well, hey, I love Amazon's batteries and I bought their scissors. Like they have good quality stuff. Like their brand is good. I never would have thought to get their t-shirts. I didn't even know they had t-shirts. I don't even know how I came across these, except that I do a lot of clothes shopping on Amazon. So I'm sure at some point they suggested them to me. I don't even know. They're so fantastic. So the ones I'm going to talk about are the Amazon Essentials short sleeve v-necks because I love a v-neck t-shirt. The Amazon Essentials line does have all different kinds like a scoop neck. They have like tunic style ones. So I will put a link to like the main Amazon Essentials women's store in the show notes so you can shop and see what you like. But here is what I love and why I think these are the perfect t-shirt. First of all, the cut and the fit is really nice for ladies. I'm a little bit older. I'm not super into the boxy t-shirt trend, which I know is very trendy. And a lot of people can pull that off. I feel a little too old for it. I feel like it's not super flattering for me. So I like a little bit of fit. But on the other end of that spectrum, sometimes when they're fitted, they're too fitted, especially across the midsection. Yes. Which is where a lot of women have some sensitivities. This is just the right amount of fitted. I really love the cut. They are long. So again, if you have some sensitivities around your middle, if you're constantly, you don't want to be yanking your t-shirt down, especially if you do have kids or you work in a job, you know, maybe you're a teacher and you're like bending over a lot and you don't want to have to constantly tug at your t-shirt. They're nice and long. In fact, Rebecca, they are so long that even at this point, I'm fully pregnant, third trimester pregnant. I can still wear these t-shirts. They're not even maternity at all. I can still wear these t-shirts and they cover up my belly. That is impressive. Amazing. They are made from a blend of cotton, modal, and spandex. So they're nice and lightweight, but they do have a little bit of stretch to them. And that modal, it's like 38% modal blend. And it gives it just enough move to it that it feels really good. And you do not have to baby these t-shirts. They can totally go in the dryer. You do not have to hang them to dry. Yes. I have pulled them out of the dryer, completely wrinkled. Or they've sat in a laundry basket waiting to be folded and they're completely wrinkled. I'll hang up in my closet and the next time I go to wear them, I'll put it on and it's like the wrinkles just fall out. Are these magical? I know, they're magic. I was like, should I do this? Or can these t-shirts really be this good? One last thing I want to talk about is the colors. Now, they come in two packs, but most of the two packs are under $20. So I got a black and white pack and I feel like the black has held up really well. You know, black is prone to fading. I feel like it's held up well. And then the white, you wear a nude bra under it. You don't have to wear like a tank or anything. It's not see-through. It's like a full coverage material that where you're not going to have to worry about everything underneath showing. So I'm like, how are these available on Amazon? They really do feel like magic. The colors they have in stock right now, a lot of them have one of the white t-shirts in them. So it'll be like, you know, a blue or a stripe or gray or whatever. And then it's paired with a white t-shirt. So I'm blown away. They're super great. You should be their spokesman. You just like really (laughs) sold me. I'm not even on Amazon's payroll, although we do talk about Amazon products a lot here. (laughs) 
But I'm like you, I was just so surprised because I also ordered a lot of Amazon essentials, like electronics, cords and chargers and, right, yeah. you know, like random household things. I had no idea that their clothing line was so like comfortable and it's going to hold up so well, all of those things. So anyway, I will put a link in the show notes for sure that you guys can go check them out too. And again, I love a V-neck. Oh, and another thing is I feel like the V-neck is not too low cut. A lot of V-necks get a little bit flashy for me, but it's just the right size. But again, they have all different kinds of styles of t-shirt. So definitely something to check out. Excellent. Okay. Well, those are our awesomes of the week, you guys. You know that we love to hear what is awesome in your life every week. So please come find us over on Instagram at Sorta Awesome Show, where we're talking about Awesome of the Week on Friday mornings. And of course, in our Sorta Awesome Hangout group, we do our big Awesome of the Week thread every single Friday. So if you haven't joined us over there, we would really love to have you at facebook.com slash groups slash Sorta Awesome Hangout. Awesome to know we're thoughtful about so many things around here, but one thing we may not have given much thought to is our socks. But I recently discovered socks that have changed the way I'll think about socks forever. They're called Bombas, and they are absolutely the most comfortable, high-quality socks I have ever worn. In fact, Bombas are the most comfortable socks in the history of feet. They're made from super soft natural cotton, and every pair comes with arch support, a seamless toe, and a cushioned footbed that's comfy but not too thick. With many colors, patterns, lengths and styles, Bombas look great in the gym, at the office, and out on the town. You guys, Bombas are what feet daydream about. And for every Bombas purchase made, Bombas donates to someone in need. You can buy your Bombas at bombas.com slash awesome today and get 20% off of your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash awesome for 20% off. Bombas.com slash awesome. A big part of the awesome lifestyle is finding those products that make us feel great. That's why I love Lola. Lola is a female-founded company offering a line of organic tampons, pads, liners, and all-natural cleaning wipes. You know, the FDA does not require brands to disclose a comprehensive list of ingredients in their feminine care products, so most of them don't. But Lola's different. Lola products are 100% organic cotton with no added chemicals, fragrances, synthetics, or dyes. My very favorite part about Lola is the subscription. They make our month a little easier. A Lola subscription is fully customized you can choose your mix of products, mix of absorbency, number of boxes, and frequency of delivery. And with Lola's subscription, you can change, skip, or cancel at any time. Right now, you can get 40% off all subscriptions when you visit mylola.com and enter code AWESOME40 when you subscribe. Again, that's 40% off all Lola subscriptions when you visit mylola.com and enter code AWESOME and the number 40, AWESOME40, when you subscribe. Hey, awesomes, the weather is heating up and there's no better time to get outside and get active than right now. And you can do that with Fabletics. When you go to fabletics.com slash awesome, you're going to find a fashion focused activewear brand on a mission to empower women to make a healthy, active lifestyle accessible to everyone. Fabletics has you covered whether you're at the gym or hitting the hiking trail. And you know Fabletics wants to show you that awesome love, so they are offering you two leggings for $24. That's a $99 value when you sign up as a VIP. 
Just go to fabletics.com slash awesome to take advantage of this deal now. And there's absolutely no commitment when you purchase your first order. Awesomes, you know I love their leggings. They're exactly what you need to get into the zone of being comfortable and cute. They are so stretchy. They provide full coverage. They are not skimpy. They are not see-through. With Fabletics, you'll get 50% off of regular pricing, instant access to their latest collections, no commitment to order on a regular basis. You can skip any month. So go ahead and treat yourself to trendy and affordable gym wear at fabletics.com slash awesome. Terms and conditions do apply. All right, Rebecca, let's talk birthday parties. I'm so excited to talk to you because I'm being 100% genuine when I say this. I think that you have some of the most clever, creative ideas for parties. You have pulled off some really, really fun parties for all three of your kids. And I'm really curious, I didn't tell you that I was going to ask you this, but I'm really curious when you were growing up, were birthday parties a big thing in your family? Did your mom go all out on birthday parties? Did you have like big friend parties, big family parties? What was the sort of training ground that you got for throwing birthday parties? Well, that is an interesting question. I don't feel like birthdays were a huge ordeal in my house. Mostly it was just my immediate family, parents and siblings, and a cake. And maybe I got to pick what we had for supper and exchanging gifts, but there weren't decorations. It wasn't a big deal. I only remember having a handful of kid parties, like friend parties where friends came over. And you know, my mom did great with that. And I remember one time my aunt actually hosted a birthday party for me. She is kind of obsessed with collecting themed items. And she would teach Sunday school and she always decked out her rooms, really intense stuff. So she had a Crayola crayon themed birthday party for me that was really over the top. And this was before Pinterest. This was like all 100% her. And she had a lot of fun doing that. That was probably the most over the top type of party that I had. But what I really based I would say my training, as you put it, Mm -hmm. probably came from my sister and observing how she celebrated her children. My sister's 12 years older than I am. And so I really looked to her a lot for kind of setting the norm for what motherhood and parenting looked like. Because even way before I was having kids or my friends were having kids before me, I was observing what she was doing. And she always let her kids pick a theme for their birthday. And then she would have decorations around the house based off of that theme. And it was just fun. But it was also simple, too. Mm -hmm. Like, does it make any sense to say over the top yet simple? (laughs) Maybe not. (laughs) No, I get it. I really do. That totally makes sense. Like putting in an effort but it not being crazy. So there would be streamers and she would have balloons that fit the theme and different things like that. The cake always, you know, fit the theme of what the party was. And I look to that as kind of my guide for how I wanted to do things with my kids. That totally makes sense. And I love that. I love that she's just far enough ahead of you that she was already doing those things that you weren't, you know, sort of like totally relying on how your childhood memories of parties growing up was. I look back when we were younger, my mom definitely did more elaborate parties. She took a cake decorating class when I was very little. She would do, and again, this is generations before Pinterest. So right, <laughs> she would yeah. go, you know, to like the cake decorating section and get like books that had all these ideas and instructions. And she would do the very elaborate, like the stand-up Barbie cake. I don't know if you remember this. Yeah, yes. Sort of a classic, you know, 80s-ish cake. 
she would do all of that. And we did a lot of at-home parties, but they were always friend parties. We never lived close to family. We moved around a lot when I was growing up and it was never close to extended family. So I always grew up with birthday parties just being friends only. So when you and I were kind of talking about this show, you asked me like, do you guys mostly do like family or friends? And I was like, I've never really thought about it, but we do almost exclusively friend parties, even though we do have some family that live close. It's like, it almost doesn't even occur to me (laughs) because I grew up with friend only parties to have a family party. Now, sometimes we'll have like maybe a small gathering or just have my mother-in-law who only lives 20 minutes from us, just have her come over for a mini celebration. But almost all of the parties I'm going to talk about today are only friends, not family. Isn't that funny? And I'm the exact opposite. My sister always invited my husband and I over and then our kids, as we started having kids and her kids like rarely had a friend birthday party. And we had cousins, nephews on my husband's side of the family and they always invited family over. And so it felt like the precedent was set that you invite the grandparents and you invite the aunts and uncles. I mean, you know, like that's just kind of what you do. And then I just leaned into that. And I actually have only ever had one friend birthday party for my kids. That was Grace's birthday party just this past year. And I have to be honest that the part that intimidates me is the activities. What do you do with the kids? Which kind of brings me to a big point that I have when it comes to birthday parties. You can't do everything and you need to pick and choose what you want your focus to be. And I have very clearly set up some guidelines for myself of what I do and what I don't do. And I don't do a lot of big activities. We invite family to come and the cousins are there, but then they run off and play. And I do not manage at all what they do. And I often outsource the cake, but my focus is really on setting the stage for the party, the decorations, all of that. That's what I really love to do. And that's my sweet spot. And that's what I think maybe makes a party look like it's over the top. But really, I'm just focusing on kind of one area, if that makes any sense. It totally makes sense. It really makes sense. First of all, by your personality type, your ESFP, you're really sensing oriented. So the actual like sort of aesthetic of the party exactly, yes, <laughs> is going to be really important. I am not a sensing type. I have very low on the sensing scale. I'm totally intuitive. We have started having fewer and fewer parties at home because I get so overwhelmed by the idea of like all of the cute little details that I can look at and see and appreciate, make it so cute. It's like, I just can't generate those ideas myself. Does that make sense? So I'm more one like I will happily, happily make a homemade cake or do a whole, you know, like snack and dessert spread. I can do that. But when it comes to like setting the stage that you were talking about, that is not my strong suit at all. I love what you said that all of us have to figure out when we're throwing parties, whatever they may be, we can't do everything. No, you just can't. Yeah. Figure out what are you good at? What is the least stressful for you that you feel like you can manage and then outsource as much as you can, whether it's actually buying something like a store-bought cake or outsourcing to your partner or to, you know, if your parents are coming over to help, just start delegating, I think is the key to success. Lean into what your skills are and what your talents are and don't apologize for the stuff that doesn't fit in that category. You know, I had a girlfriend who I was talking to my friends about my son Isaac's birthday party and it was a fire truck themed birthday party and he really likes cookies and I had the idea, well, I'm just going to get a big 
cookie, like a cookie cake, I guess is what they call them, like a big chocolate chip cookie. And I have this little fire truck that I want to set on it. And I think that would be a super easy cake solution. And I was talking about where I was going to go and like look for the cookie cake. And I hadn't really ordered one. And one of my girlfriends, who, by the way, loves baking, said to me, oh, Rebecca, you could just make a big cookie. Like, it's super easy to do that. And I kind of stopped her (laughs) and I said, oh, honey, I'm not baking my cookie cake. Okay, (laughs) I am outsourcing that because you know what I am doing? I'm making a burning city <laughs> oh that my I have gosh. as decor for in the living room. So I can't do that and manage the cake. You have to just pick and choose and lean into what brings you energy and what makes you feel good and what your kids are going to appreciate too, of course. Yes, definitely. Yeah, it's not really about us. <laughs> yeah, I think we'll get into that as we start to talk about some of our specific parties that we have thrown. Because even within our family, like my girls are almost three years apart and they're as different as night and day. They totally appreciate different things about birthday parties. And so it's definitely a situation where you're looking at what am I capable of? What are my strengths? And what is really important to this kid? What are they going to remember about this party? Because it may not be the thing that you think it is and that you think you have to spend a lot of money on or a lot of time on. So we'll talk about some of that. Let's do talk about some of the birthday themes that we've come up with. Something that I do appreciate about the parties that you've thrown, Rebecca, is you do come up with some very clever, and some people might even say unusual, birthday party ideas. So I would love for you to tell us some of the ones that you have successfully put together. Well, some of our most unusual parties... The first one that I want to talk about would be for Isaac. For his first birthday, Isaac is my youngest. And ever since he started smiling, everybody in person, family, on the street, in the grocery store, online, anytime I would post a picture of him, everybody would comment about how smiley he is. He totally is, is. yes. (laughs) He has the best smile. His entire face just lights up and he's very free giving with his smile. He's quick to smile at everybody. And whenever I was doing a first birthday, the theme is always kind of, well, I don't know, what is your kid into? Like they're not into anything yet, really. So it's just kind of, you know, you just pull something out of a hat and just pick something. So I decided, you know, the thing that is so notable about Isaac is his smile. So I had a smiley face birthday party, but I used Isaac's face. (laughs) actual face. His actual face. I went through pictures that I had of him and picked out different smiling expressions of him. And I turned them black and white and kind of blew them up and then had them printed. And then I cut out (laughs) just his... (laughs) It was so cute, Meg. I can't even get through it. I cut out just his face. And then I made birthday hats just out of plain construction paper. And I made them kind of in rainbow colors. That was super easy. All I took were triangles, cut triangles. And then to add some extra detail to it in the same color marker, I just drew some lines on them or something. So it would be like a red triangle with some red lines on it. And it just looked really cute. And I attached them all to these smiling faces and I hung them around the place. And I had some smaller ones that I put on skewers and I stuck in his cake. And there were just these smiling Isaac faces all over the house. (laughs) I love it. 
so fun and so clever and also like super cheap, really, when you think about for creating decorations, especially. To me, that's the one thing that I always get like so cringy about spending a lot of money on because it looks really great in the pictures and all of that, but then you're just going to throw it all away. So exactly, I'm spending money there, but that is such a clever and really cheap way to do it. For my second most unusual birthday party, that would go to Noah's sixth birthday party. And he really developed a taste for pop soda, depending on where you are in the country. Soda pop. (laughs) (laughs) Or Coke if you're in the South, but that's... Exactly. (laughs) So we had a soda pop themed birthday party because he just loved it so much. This was so much fun to pull together. I told family and friends because we actually don't buy that much pop. I told family and friends weeks ahead of time, if you have cans of pop that you're putting in your recycling, can you save them for me? Just rinse them out a little bit for me, please, and save them. And then I took those and I like set them in different places on the house. I had them going like up the steps along the rail. I put them on string and kind of like had them dangling around. And then I took the best one, a Coke can that was in really nice shape, cleaned it really good. And I took that to the bakery and I told them that I wanted them to make a cake for me with the can sitting on its side and then to take some kind of brown icing and make it look like there was pop Coke spilling out onto the cake. Fun. It turned out so good. They used some kind of like gel icing that really looked wet. Yes. Oh, it was great. And then I don't do a lot of activities for my parties, but this is one activity I did do is that I took a bunch of bottles of different kinds of pop and we had a blind taste test. I got these tiny little cups. So we had, I don't know, like four or five different brown pops. We had like Coke and Pepsi and root beer and Dr. Pepper and cherry Coke. And then I had an answer sheet and people had to try to guess what kind each one was. Oh, yeah. I also did that with some clear ones. So we had 7-Up and Sprite and I think ginger ale or maybe ginger ale ends up a little bit brown, actually, when you look at it. I think like a Sierra Mist or something like that. And it was so hard. I thought, oh, no, this is going to be easy. No, it was incredibly (laughs) difficult. But it was just super fun. And again, it just really leaned into something that my son was super into. And again, it wasn't expensive. Right. It really wasn't. Yeah. And then for my most unusual birthday party theme that we have ever had, that would go to Grace's fifth birthday. Let me set the stage for you. My daughter was obsessed with watching our wedding video that year. (laughs) And she even got, because of that obsession, she got a wedding dress, Melissa and Doug dress up clothes. She got a wedding dress for Christmas. And she just clung onto this idea, came up 100% on her own, that she wanted to have a wedding-themed birthday party. I remember that one. When we started talking about parties you were going to talk about, I was like, I wonder if she's going to talk about the bridal birthday party. (laughs) (laughs) It was so cute. So adorable. She wore the wedding dress. She waited upstairs for all of her guests to arrive. (laughs) And then when they were all there, we put on the bridal march and she walked down the stairs holding her little bouquet. All of the guests were given instructions to wear wedding attire. And Nate's parents showed up with a little boutonnieres on for because oh, they were grandparents of the bride. Yes. Oh, my gosh. 
It was adorable. And then I just wanted things to look fancy. And I used pink ribbon and white lace and white Christmas lights. And I just kind of put it everywhere. And when I ordered her cake, I told them, (laughs) this was a little bit of a hangup I had with the bakery, is I told them I wanted a birthday cake, but I wanted a wedding cake. And they were like, oh, no, no, no. You have to order those like months in advance. I was like, no, I don't want like an actual wedding cake. Right. (laughs) I just want it to look like a wedding cake. And they were so (laughs) confused. (laughs) Not an actual wedding cake, but when it looks like an actual wedding cake. You know the difference, right? (laughs) I know. Even as I'm saying this now, it's like, how could there possibly be any confusion? It's clear as much. But we got, you know, like a round birthday cake, but we just had it look fancy. So they put like pink flowers on it and they did like special swirling details and things. I had fresh flowers from our yard that I had on the tables and little vases. I got out the figurine that my husband and I had on our actual wedding cake and had that sitting there next to her cake on the table. It was really cute. But I have to tell you, Meg, and you might even remember that this happened, that I wrote a blog post about the wedding birthday party and it got shared online and I got some heat for that birthday party. Oh my gosh, I don't remember that. People were not impressed with that at all. Oh, I was such a bad mom, setting such a bad precedent. What if she doesn't get married? Why are we pushing this on our little girls? Oh, it was not well received. (laughs) But let me tell you what, telling my five-year-old daughter, well, you can't have a wedding-themed birthday party because I'm raising you to be an independent, amazing woman all on your own who doesn't need a man and you may never get married. I think that might have been a little bit more traumatic than the actual birthday party. (laughs) I have to agree. So often we are projecting our own grown-up things onto situations when the kids just really want to have fun with what they're super into. And she was super into our wedding. And so it fit her really well. It was a fun party. Oh, love it. Well, I have a couple of unusual ones, sort of. I mean, I guess it depends on what is unusual. If you think like a normal birthday party, normal, quote unquote, like a typical birthday party would either be like go to like a Chuck E. Cheese kind of place or have a character themed party. We've done some that are a little bit different. And I'm like you, I always try to go with whatever that particular child is into. So one that we had that was neither really a friend party nor a family party, but it was like a neighborhood party was for AJ one year. She has an early September birthday. It always falls around Labor Day weekend here in the States. And so one year it was like, I think her actual birthday was on Labor Day. And so we decided the Sunday evening before that we'd have a big Labor Day block party for her birthday. And it was really like her idea. She loves people. She loves for people to get together. And she, you know, any reason to get together, honestly, is fun for her. So we just posted the whole thing for our entire block, invited people. We did have at the time on our block, we had a ton of kids that were her age that she was used to playing with. And we just had a big blowout right in our front yard. It was a Labor Day that all of our neighbors happened to be in town. That's the hard thing about holiday adjacent birthdays is that sometimes people are traveling or they have their own events to go to. But Labor Day is so laid back and usually people are just kind of hanging out, you know, doing yard work or whatever. (laughs) Right. Or grilling out themselves. So people were excited to have a reason to come over and not have to cook that night. But we had a huge spread of food and we played until way after dark. And she still remembers that as one of her favorite birthday parties. That's really sweet involving the entire community. That's cool. It was really fun. 
lots of us have birthday parties that are not at like the perfect time on the calendar. My birthday this year is on Father's Day. Sometimes it just lands that way. And you just kind of have to roll with it and figure out what's going to work that year. This past year, Stacey, as she turned 14, the great thing about having big kids is they start to really have a really good idea about what they want to do. So she dreamed up, this was totally her idea. She dreamed up that she wanted to have a dinner party for like eight of her friends to come over. She's a big internet researcher. So she did, was like researching dinner party themes. And she came across the idea of building a dinner party around a movie, a film. So she decided, she, this was all her, you guys. I don't want anyone to think that I was like providing direction for this because she came up with this. She decided she wanted to have a dinner party themed around The Sound of Music. She's very, very into musical theater. And so since The Sound of Music film came out in 1965, she decided she wanted to have a 1960s style dinner party. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Did this give you pause? Were you like, wait, how do we pull this off? Because this sounds a little intense. A little bit. This is one of those things where, you know, with eighth grade girls, you don't really have to plan activities. So she and her dad, because again, Kyle loves to cook and this is really his strength. They planned a whole menu. She researched everything like typical 1960s dinner party menus. She picked out some mocktails for them to have when they first got here. They did fondue. They did shrimp cocktails. And then they made, Kyle actually made this part, chicken a la king, which was a really popular chicken casserole type thing in the 60s. A big chocolate, like a tunnel of fudge chocolate cake for dessert. I helped with the dessert, but she and her dad pulled off all of the other stuff. So the girls all got here. Like I said, they started with these mocktails and fondue and shrimp and feeling very grown up. And as we were serving the entree, so actually like our family computer is in our dining room. So we have a TV sized monitor that goes with it. So we turned on the sound of music, turned down the lights, there was candlelight. So the sound of music starts going. Some of the girls had seen it, some hadn't. And I'll tell you what, by the time the dinner was served and the dessert was eaten, they could not care less about the movie. They were just chit 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 chattering the whole time. And then they bailed on the movie and went up to her room and did each other's makeup. <laughs> the great thing again about big kids is you can just be like, well, all right, they're going to do what they're going to do. <laughs> that sounds so cool. It really was. What a neat idea. It was so fun. Did they wear anything special? Stacey had just put in the invitation. She said something about get glammed up for an evening at the movies or something like that. So some of the girls did come in like, you know, not like over the top fancy clothes, but, you know, nicer than school clothes. Okay. And some of them came with makeup on. Some of them brought makeup. And like I said, they ended up doing each other's makeup. They got my makeup out and Daisy's and just had a big eighth grade girls hoopla time. I love it. <laughs> So that was really fun. And plus, we talked about since this is her last year of middle school, that's probably like her last friend party in the future. You know, we'll either just maybe do like something with one friend or, you know, do a more experience based party, stuff like that. So in the last one, I wanted to say too, sometimes I've done kind of more like non parties, which is a little unusual. But when the twins turned four, they were in pre-K and I decided that year instead of having a party... <laughs> I would just do their classroom party. And that was it. I bought pizzas and cake and I got them goofy, like happy birthday classes. I got party favors for everyone in their class and just their little in-class party, which was like 15 kids or so for each twin. That was it. And they loved it. They had so much fun. I had decided to myself, we have so many years of double the birthday party fun coming up with them. Yes. <laughs> this one year when they <laughs> turned four, which I know they are not going to remember, I'm going to take it easy on myself. 
So sometimes doing more of a laid back, barely there party is an option as well, I have to say. An excellent idea. Yeah. Awesomes, we all know that getting fit and staying healthy always sounds easier said than done, right? Well, Open Fit is bringing you something new that makes it even easier to never miss a sweat session. Open Fit takes all of the complexity out of losing weight and getting fit. It's a brand new, super simple streaming service that allows you to work out from the comfort of your living room in as little as 10 minutes a day. Open Fit understands that everyone's bodies are different. That's why they personalize a program to your needs with custom tailored original content. OpenFit classes are led by some of the most effective, engaging trainers in the world. There's Sculpt Your Body with Andrea Rogers, founder of the worldwide sensation Extend Bar. With OpenFit, you just press play and work out on your schedule. With OpenFit, you can lose up to 15 pounds in just 30 days. Flatten your abs, shape your body, and look and feel great. You know, these days, I am all about easy and convenient. So that's why I love OpenFit. OpenFit has changed the way I work out. And with my code, AWESOME, you can join me on a fitness journey personal just for you. Again, just use that code awesome and start using OpenFit for your journey to a healthier life. Right now, during the OpenFit 30-day challenge, you guys are going to get a special extended 30-day free trial membership to OpenFit where you can lose up to 15 pounds in 30 days when you text awesome to 30 30 30. You're going to get full access to OpenFit, all the workouts and the nutrition information totally free. Just text awesome to 30 30 30. Awesomes, get excited. It's time for us to talk about Rothy's. I'm sure you've heard about this company making stylish shoes for women and girls out of recycled plastic water bottles. They also happen to be insanely comfortable and machine washable. Everyone is loving their Rothy's. It's no surprise they have over 1,000 nearly perfect reviews. They're stylish, sustainable, comfortable, washable, all of that in one pair of shoes. They're the perfect flats for life on the go. I was so excited to score a pair of their spotted loafers. They're in a leopard print. They're as darling as you can imagine, and they go with absolutely everything. Rothy's come in a wide range of colors and patterns, and they're available in four different silhouettes. Since Rothy's are seamlessly crafted from recycled water bottles, they're ultra comfortable. As soon as you slip them on, there's zero break-in period in these shoes. Plus, Rothy's always come with free shipping and free returns and exchanges. There's no risk, no worries, no reason not to try. You guys can go check out all the amazing styles available right now at rothys.com awesome. Go to rothys.com, that's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash awesome to get your new favorite flats. These are the awesome shoes you've been waiting for. Head to rothys.com slash awesome today. So since you do throw more parties at home, I'm wondering if you have like some frugal tips or resources or hacks that have kind of come to the rescue for you through the years as you've planned parties at home for your kiddos. Well, sure. I kind of have a whole process that I go through. And the first thing that we do is we pick a theme. So that means that either I pick it for my really little ones, or they come up with an idea, or I maybe steer them towards an idea, something that I saw online might trigger something. And if they're up for it, you know, like we pick a theme. Then the first step really beyond that is to scroll through Pinterest because, oh my word, there's so much inspiration that can be found there. But the really important thing is focusing only on what I can actually manage because there are some big ideas there. Oh, yes. And so I look for simple things and then I create a board. I have a secret board that I use just for birthday party inspiration. And I will just pin a whole bunch of stuff there. Things that I end up doing and things that I don't. 
And then I really think about, okay, what do I have at home that I can use in my decorations? Because that's going to be the cheapest option is what you already have. So for example, one year Noah had a dinosaur themed birthday party and he had a whole bunch of dinosaur figurines. So I incorporated those into the birthday. For Noah's very first birthday party, I did kind of like a red, blue and green theme with ABC blocks. Well, I used ABC blocks that we already had at home. I just kind of put them in like little piles on the table and that's what I use. And then I look at what can I make on Pinterest that is made with the cheapest decor options. Okay, (laughs) right. So for example, we just did a Minecraft birthday for my son Noah. And I was a little bit nervous about Minecraft because it's a very specific look. If you're completely out of the game here, Minecraft is an online video game that you can play and everything is done in blocks, but they're also like pixelated blocks. So you can't just do like one green square. It's like a green square with like squares of other green colors within it. You know, it's like all just kind of pixelated. Yeah, it's a very specific look. So I knew that I wanted to avoid anything on Pinterest that was really highlighting those blocks. People were making stuff out of boxes. And I thought that just seemed hard. Like, how was I going to do it? Like painting something, all these different colors or like covering things with paper. I didn't want to make any blocks. That seemed just too hard. But instead, what I could do is I saw some ideas. So instead of looking at anything that required making some big blocks of any kind, I looked for other things that I knew I could manage. So I saw one idea where you could make a portal, which is this like magical door in Minecraft. But all they used for it was two different colors of crepe paper, a dark purple and a light purple. Oh my gosh, yeah. And it was brilliant. And you just hang it from the door, just streamers straight down. Yeah. Well, you can buy a thing of crepe paper at the dollar store or at Walmart for a buck. Like it was super easy. And then I saw another one that made spiders, bit huge spiders like really big ones, are a thing in Minecraft. And somebody made spiders. They just took two black balloons, made one really big for the body, one that was a little bit smaller for the head. And then they took black crepe paper and they used that to make the legs. I was like, again, like balloons and crepe paper? Like I can manage that. That is so much easier (laughs) than some of these other things. So again, I look on Pinterest for ideas, but I really try to focus in on the things that seem the most manageable and also really cheap. While, of course, utilizing whatever I have at home that also fits in with the decor options. That makes so much sense. Yeah. So then I'm checking out like the cheapest possible decor options, which would be the crepe paper, balloons. I think a plastic tablecloth in a color that fits the theme goes a really long way in like setting the tone. Again, those are just a dollar. Construction paper is super cheap and can be utilized in so many ways. Again, I made those little party hats for Isaac's birthday, just out of construction paper. One year I did a truck themed birthday party for Noah and I based it off of a truck that he had that was in these bright colors by Melissa and Doug. And I just made like that on construction paper. It took like a little bit of planning to just think about. It was pretty easy to just cut some shapes out and glue them together. And I made these trucks and I just kind of hum them all around. Construction paper is so easy. Yes. 
so cheap. It just takes a little bit of time. And then one thing I would encourage people to do is to go to the education section at Dollar Tree and look for the teacher decorations that they have. Because sometimes they have these paper cutouts and it just might fit your theme. It's a kind of hit or miss whether something's going to be there that actually fits your theme. But one year I did like a fancy Nancy type of birthday party for Grace. And I wanted to have like a whole bunch of just like fun, fancy stuff all around. And I saw these butterflies at the Dollar Tree. They came in a pack for a dollar and they were already all cut out. And I just bent them just a little bit to make them look like they were flying. And I taped them onto the wall and it was perfect. And it was super easy. (laughs) All I did was like bend and tape. But they have all kinds of things there that teachers use for like bulletin board decorations and other decorations around the classroom. And those are always in bright, fun, kid-themed items. And so there just might be something there that would fit what you're looking for. That's so smart. Repurpose things that were not meant for birthday parties. Exactly. I would be careful about principles that you find online. There can be lots of really good free principles. But here's the thing. Ink can cost a lot of money. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so you might think, that you are saving money by printing something yourself at home. But if it eats up a whole lot of your ink, then you're ending up costing yourself way more than what you plan on. And I actually ran into this with Noah's Minecraft birthday party just recently. I was so mad at myself. I used up like an entire brand new ink cartridge on some things I had planned to print. And it was super frustrating. So I'd be very selective with what you print because you want to be careful. It might just be more cost effective to buy the pre-made plastic banner off of Amazon or at Party City or whatever than trying to do it yourself. Doing it yourself at home is not always the cheapest option, especially when it comes to printing. So that's just my caution there. And then I have some thoughts on themed food. Okay. Because that's another thing that you're going to see a lot when you're scrolling Pinterest mm-hmm. is people do these big Pinteresty types of spreads, right? And they have this big food table and they have all the decorations hanging from the wall behind and they have all these themed foods that fit whatever they're doing. And I kind of have some thoughts on those. Okay, <laughs> let's hear it. I think that there's often like really weird things. Yeah. <laughs> in that collection of themed food and things that people don't necessarily want to eat. Like it's cute, but it's not always like a real meal. And it's kind of like a random collection of snack food. And it often can be junk. And I just kind of wonder, like, how much do people actually eat it? And then you need the cute labels because they all have to be labeled. You can't just have right. it all there and tell them how it fits the theme. Yeah. So you need to have the cute labels and you need to have the display and all the bowls or whatever. And I think I would just rather have normal food and put that effort and money into other decorations. Yeah, that makes sense. That's just my preference. But there are some exceptions to that. So we did an owl themed birthday for Grace and I did an owl veggie tray. I saw one on Pinterest and it was actually super easy to just, you know, arrange carrots and some other things in a certain way to make it look like an owl. But it wasn't like, oh, I have licorice here to represent this and I have little donuts over here to represent this. We also did rainbow snacks one time. That was for her kid party. We did like art themed. And so I just wanted to have just a little bit of snacks. And I thought, well, yellow cheese and maybe orange carrots, and you know, red peppers. And I just kind of arranged it in rainbow order, just kind of make it extra fun. But now one year I did do dinosaur scales and claws and bones and swamp juice for the dinosaur themed birthday party. (laughs) But that we were only doing cake and ice cream with a few snacks. And so the dinosaur scales were potato chips. Oh, fun. The claws were the little bugle 
bowl chips. Uh-huh. The dinosaur bones were sticks of pretzels and the swamp juice was chocolate milk. <laughs> yeah, that's themed, but it's very simple and very accessible, I think. Exactly. You kind of just need to turn back the expectations a little bit. And then for the labels, I just hand wrote them on something. They didn't look perfect, but they were done, you know? So the food can be different for every party. You know, sometimes you might want to offer a full meal, other times just cake and ice cream. But I would say the thing that you want to do there is just tell your guests what to expect so that they know what they're getting. And then otherwise, they're going to be gracious with you. They don't care if they're just there for cake and ice cream. Yeah. But you just need to tell them. And you can do it different for every party. Just because you do it one way for one party doesn't mean that the next year you have to do it the exact same way. That's so true. Very true. I'm so glad you mentioned all of those tips because I have thrown some at-home parties that ended up being so much more expensive than I thought they were going to be. And I was like, I did it at home to save money and then still managed to like totally go outside of the budget. So those are really, really good tips. We've done a lot of more outside of the home parties. There are definitely frugal or more cost-effective ways to do it. So like a more of a restaurant-based party. Listen, one of Daisy's birthday parties when she probably turned seven, we lived in a small town here in Oklahoma. There weren't a lot of party options. We did that Pizza Hut party, you know, they just go to the party room at the Pizza Hut and you just buy the pizzas and drinks for everyone. One of her favorite parties and it was (laughs) so low key. It was just pizza and pop and presents, basically. I think we ended up bringing a cake, but that ended up being so cheap because little kids don't eat as much as you, even with pizza, they don't eat as much as you think they're going to. And it was a really good one. And then one year for AJ's party, she really, really wanted a surprise party. So we had it at a local ice cream parlor, locally owned one. And we just like asked if we could just use one part of, you know, of their little store. And all of her guests got there. My sister had been taking her around doing other things. And she showed up and all of her friends were there. It was a big surprise. And everyone got ice cream and it was very cheap. And she loved that. And the surprise was the best part for her on that, for sure. But some other tips for if you're throwing an outside of your house birthday party is ask about like a group rate instead of what their birthday party packages are at event places, because it's often cheaper. You can go do the thing. Like if you're going bowling or whatever, you can go do the thing and then come back to your house and have cake and ice cream and then send everyone on their way instead of paying for the whole birthday experience at some event places. Some other cheaper ways to do outside of the house parties are like have a movie party where you actually take a small group of friends to the theater, go catch a matinee show and set the snack budget ahead of time. And then the snack is kind of like you're feeding them and it's kind of like their party favor. And a lot of theaters will have a like kids meal type setup where it's like a small drink and a little popcorn and a kind of candy. I get that all the time for myself when I go to the movies. (laughs) I mean, movie food is expensive, but doing their little kids meals is a pretty good way to do it, I think. So that could be really fun. So what are you suggesting that you would put that on the invitation, like tickets and a kid's snack pack or whatever will be included? Yes. Or tickets plus $5 towards snack is included? Or like, how would you say it? I would, especially for younger kids and just to set the expectations, because you're usually mostly communicating with the other parents. Right. I would say we're all going to go to the movies and everybody gets a snack pack or whatever the thing is. Now for older kids, you can just be like, just tell your friends that you can eat have a drink and a candy or whatever the thing is. Okay. So that they can kind of tell them, you know, what they're going to get to do. One of my 
favorite parties that is so cheap to do, I did not throw this. My best friend Catherine threw this for her daughter, was a mall scavenger hunt. If you have access to a mall, and if you have a child who loves to go to the mall, and you have a couple of adult volunteers who can come and help, like Catherine had her sister, and I think her sister-in-law helped with this. They had all of the kids gather at one place. They split them up so that there were small groups going with one adult. And they had a list of things like a scavenger hunt to go find around the mall in different stores or different fountains or statues or whatever. And they would take a picture at each of the stops on the scavenger hunt list. And then they all met back at the food court. And I think she ended up getting like maybe like a party platter from Chick-fil-A or something like that. You could even extend the experience a little bit. This was for her daughter and they were all little girls. So they were super into Claire's. So they each got like a $5 bill to spend at Claire's, which doesn't go far, but you can get a little trinket. And I thought that was so clever. And I mean, she didn't have to do any setup. She didn't have to do any cooking. And it was still a pretty frugal way to have a really memorable party. That is such a good idea. Yeah. And I think your point there, basically what you're saying is, again, like focus on what you're good at and what you can lean into. That it doesn't have to be huge activity, huge food, and huge decorations. Right. You can order pizza and bring it to your house with a store-bought cake and have lots of decorations. Yeah. Or you can do this big dinner party. Yeah. Like what you did with like no decorations, you know? I mean, like it doesn't have to be all of them. Just pick and choose. Totally. All right. We want to go through our gift list really quickly. Like we were thinking about what are some cost effective ways to do little birthday gifts. So I was assigned the smaller children. And so here are my suggestions. First one is stomp rockets. You like stomp on this little pedal and a foam rocket that's on the end goes shooting up in the air and they go like really far. They are so much fun for kids, boys and girls. I would say it's a good outside activity. They're about like $16. So it's inexpensive and a lot of fun. Another idea I have is a do-it-yourself book kit. Now, Grace got one of these before that was made by Crayola. Crayola seems to have eliminated their cheaper option. They have one that's a hardcover option. That one costs like $30. But there's another one that we have linked in the show notes that comes with like two blank hardcover books. And it's only $10. And then the kids can write in them, write their own story, do their own illustrations. It's just really good for creative types of kids, kids who love to read, kids who love themselves and want to write a story about themselves or whatever. Uh Now, you cannot tell me that Crayola's sidewalk chalk is not like a good classic kid gift, especially for really little ones like toddlers, but even older kids. Grace every year looks forward to her getting a new pack of Crayola sidewalk chalk. Guys, it is five bucks. $5 at Target, Walmart for a pack of 48 different colors of sidewalk chalk. They are so bright, so vibrant. There's so many of them that your kids are not going to be fighting over them. They're square, so they don't go rolling away. I mean, just like the details, man. It's the little things. It's such a good sidewalk chalk, a great gift. And then how about doll clothes? Okay, so your daughter's invited to a birthday party. She knows that her friend is really obsessed with Barbies or that she has a very prized American Girl doll or one of the generic 18-inch dolls. Get her some new accessories. Yes. Barbie has these sets of clothes at Walmart that you can get, these outfits that are like under $8 a piece. 
but we have one that's linked in the show notes for Amazon that is just $12. And it comes with these plain dresses, but then these jewel stickers that you can use to embellish the outfits. So it's like a craft and doll clothes all in one, super fun. And then you can buy 18 inch doll clothes on Walmart, or there's lots of options on Amazon. We have one that'll be linked there that's only $18 and includes three dresses and one shirt and pants outfit, plus a soccer uniform and two pairs of shoes. And that's all just for $18. And it's a great way to kind of extend the fun of a toy that they already own. You know, they maybe don't need like a new Barbie, but how about some new Barbie clothes? Yes. And then finally, my last one that I have is called a Happy Light. And this is just $10. It's a light bulb that is on a cord. And when you pull the cord, it turns the light bulb on and off. So you can tie it around different places. So it's great to like hang in a closet or from a tent or forts. You could use it as a nightlight. It's just kind of a really fun alternative to a flashlight or a nightlight. It doesn't get hot. My kids spent 24 hours in their closet last summer. Oh my gosh. (laughs) As part of a challenge. (laughs) There wasn't a light in the closet. They hung their happy lights from the closet bars and used them in their closet all day. But it's just fun, you know? It's just like a good cheap gift with a lot of creative possibilities. So fun. Those are such good ideas. You know, there's always new stuff coming out like those happy lights. I've never even heard of them. There's always new stuff that would make great gifts. Okay, I'm talking about older kids. So I want to say this older girls, let's say tweens and teens. Listen, all things skincare is so trendy and what all women our age are into, but girls are also into them. Both of my girls love sheet masks. They think they are so fun. You can get them at the dollar store usually. Keep your eye out because a lot of times you can find them being sold in bundles. They're so cheap and so easy to just throw in a basket and make a gift out of them. DIY anything. I think because of YouTube and there's all these DIY videos and channels and stuff, DIY anything my girls are super into. So whether it's make your own ice cream, make your own like superfood smoothie, there's so many choices out there. But if you can make it yourself and as girls get into that age where they like really want to do more things on their own, really anything DIY or even just a fun new phone or device case, my girls could switch out their Kindle covers and they have old iPhones that they play on. They would switch those out every month if we left them. Those cases are usually fairly reasonable. So those are fun. For older guys, queen and teen guys, first of all, anything that's a consumable. I have noticed, especially with my nephews who are all, you know, like either high school or one's getting ready to graduate from college. They don't really like trinkety things, but I mean, gift cards are like so boring, but you know, they will actually use them a lot of times, especially if it's for something like iTunes or some kind of video game, like Steam gift cards. But they do. They love gift cards. Yes. My nephews always want gift cards. No, it's like so boring to give, but they really like yeah. them. Release any guilt that you feel Release about giving the gift cards. For sure. That's what they want. Tween and teenage boys love to eat. I talked about these international snack boxes on the gift guide show. I'm going to say it again because I think these are so clever. For less than $20, you can get a box of snacks like from Japan or from a country in Europe. They'll eat them. They'll be fun. It's stuff they've never tried before. They may like some of them. They may hate it, but it's the novelty of it that's so fun. And really, and again, you can get them on Amazon. So super easy. Anything that goes along with technology, lean into their technology stuff. So you could get them a water bottle. Uncommon Goods has a water bottle phone sleeve. So you put it over your like water, but I think it actually comes with the water bottle and you can actually just like zip your phone up into the sleeve that goes around your water bottle. So you can carry your phone with you when you're, I don't know what boys do, like going for a run or (laughs) at practice or whatever. (laughs) 
Another really classic gift that I think you can never go wrong with, especially for a teenage boy or somebody who's like going off to college, is just a really nice money clip. A lot of guys like to carry a money clip instead of a full wallet, especially when they're younger and they don't have the need to keep a lot of stuff with them. A really nice money clip, you can find a wooden one on Etsy for under $20. But the big thing with teens is that they love gifts where they realize like, you know me. So if you can get them a t-shirt that goes along with their favorite video game, or like my daughter's really into Dungeons and Dragons. It's not my thing, but I know there's special Dungeons and Dragons dice. So we put some of those in her stocking at Christmas. She loved them. They were so cheap. They're like $5. But it communicates like, I see you. I know what you're into. I will come alongside you and be into what you're into as well. AJ's really into Stitch, like the Lilo and Stitch character Stitch. So she got recently a Stitch fleece blanket. We got it for her. She loves it. And again, fleece blankets are so cheap. So a lot of times it's less about the money that you're spending and more about like, I know you and I know you'll be into this for gifts for older kids. Such a good point. Now, I know that we are running out of time to talk about the whole gifts versus no gifts debate. But here's my two cents for whatever it's worth. I don't think that there is a right or wrong way when you are throwing a birthday party for your kids, whether you tell your guests that you have gifts come or no gifts, okay? Either one's fine. You're not like a selfish person for wanting your kids to get gifts on their birthday. And you're not like an awful Scrooge for saying no gifts. Like really, whatever fits your kid and your needs as a family, either one is okay. But here's what I think is the most important part. Just don't at all be vague on the invitation. I think when you leave it up to, you know, gifts aren't necessary, but welcome. (laughs) I know. If you leave it at all vague, then I think you're going to find that people are left feeling confused. And I know personally, if it's at all vague, that I'm going to bring a gift so that I don't look like the only jerk that didn't send a gift with my child. Yes. Or didn't bring one myself. Mm -hmm. You know, I think just have clear expectations and clearly communicate them. You could do something different. You could do like a book swap or say, everybody bring $5. He wants to save up for some other X gift that costs a lot or whatever. You could bring canned goods for donation or something like that. But just be clear about it. Mm-hmm. If you don't want gifts and you want something else or you don't want anything at all, I think you need to just be clear when you communicate that on the invitation. I think that is so right. And just know like there's only so much control you can have over it. Like sometimes people are not going to do what you asked and it's frustrating, but you just kind of got to go with it. So, right. But yeah, that's such a great tip. Be very clear about the expectations. So, oh my gosh, we covered a lot of ground. This was so fun. I love talking birthday parties with you. This was very inspiring. And especially because both of us have years and years and years ahead of us celebrating our kids. (laughs) Oh my goodness. (laughs) I'm feeling a little panic. All this party planning ahead of me. (laughs) All right. Well, if you want to follow up with Rebecca, we're definitely going to put some of the links to her blog post where she's shown some of the birthday parties that she has thrown through the years. Those will be in the show notes. But if you want to follow up with Rebecca about any of these topics, Rebecca, where can we find you all around the web? Yeah, of course, you can look at my blog, simplyrebecca.com. Again, thank you for including show notes for some of those birthday party ideas. You can also find me on Facebook at Simply Rebecca and on Instagram, also at Simply Rebecca. If you look at my highlights for my Instagram stories on my profile, I have one that's dedicated to birthday parties. And we will link that in the show notes as well. But you can just zip on over to Instagram and look me up there to see some of the parties I haven't even had a chance to write about on my blog yet. 
So you'll find things there that I haven't had a chance to write about on my blog yet. And it's a good, fun little browse. (laughs) Totally. You have so many clever ideas on there for sure. All right. If you want to find me all around the web and on social media, you can find me at Sorta Awesome Meg. This show's over on Twitter at Sorta Awesome Pod. You can find us anytime on Facebook at facebook.com slash Sorta Awesome. Thank you all so much for listening and we'll see y'all next time. Sorta Awesome was created and is hosted by me, Meg Teets. Sarah Robertson is our assistant producer and production collaboration comes from Kelly Gordon and Rebecca Hoffer. Kelly Gordon is our digital media producer and we are so thankful for the ongoing support from our listener supporters. Music is provided by the band Prager. You can find more of Prager's music at pragermusic.com. To find show notes on this and every episode of Sorta Awesome, and also to spread the Sorta Awesome love to all of your friends, you can head on over to sortaawesomeshow.com. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.